Hello everyone. Welcome to Manage Engine's weekly IT security podcast series. My name is Ram Vaidyanathan and I'm a cybersecurity specialist. Today's episode is on the people who are essential for a next gen SOC. The SOC that I refer to here is the Security Operations Center. A security operations center is a centralized function that protects the confidentiality, integrity and availability of a company's valuable resources. by making good use of people processes and technology in today's episode we'll be addressing the people part of the soc the people who work in a soc are on the frontiers they monitor events analyze cyber security threats and defend their organizations in the next 12 minutes or so we'll go over what roles and responsibilities a person working as part of a soc team has and how he or she defends the organization now most organizations have a sem solution or a security information and events management solution in place this solution forms the backbone of a company's security analytics capability such a solution collects logs from multiple sources in the network such as active directory network devices such as routers switches and firewalls employee workstations member servers file servers databases third party and in-house applications and also the cloud a sem solution also collects logs from endpoint security devices and intrusion detection systems after collecting the logs a sem solution ingests the logs by applying correlation rules and anomaly detection techniques and provides the company with some enriched information and here's exactly where a tier 1 uh, soc analyst steps in the tier 1 soc analyst looks at all of this enriched information from the sem solution and forms insights into all the network activity the analyst reads understands and obviously analyzes all of this information from the different sources thousands of events can occur in a network in only a short period of time The SEM solution will bring information into a central console at one place and will generate alerts. The analyst must then figure out which of these alerts are false positives and which of these are worthy to be investigated further. To do this effectively, they need to be knowledgeable in uh, networking concepts, malware analysis, incident response and general cyber etiquette. They should also be aware of the network infrastructure of the company they work for. Tier 1 SOC analysts may see hundreds of alerts that come from their SEM solution and they need to quickly make a decision. A general rule of thumb is that a tier 1 SOC analyst needs to analyze around 10 alerts every hour and either escalate them or dismiss them. Put another way, An analyst spends about six minutes on each alert before making a decision. As you can probably guess, there's always the risk of missing an important incident among the multitude of false alarms. In case uh, the alert needs to be investigated further, it should be marked as an incident and sent to the tier two SOC analyst. Before sending these incidents to the tier two analysts, 
The tier one analyst sometimes also gives his or her view on the priority of the incident. So they give some intelligence about which incident needs to be tackled first. The tier two SOC analysts then perform a comprehensive investigation on the incidents. They need to figure out exactly why the incident occurred. So they will do things like a forensic analysis and gather evidence. They'll find answers to questions such as what happened? When did it happen? Who did it? Where did they do it? To do a forensic analysis, the tier two analysts could use sophisticated tools that enable elastic search and help them drill down or zero in on a problem. Or they could write queries on a SIM solution and the solution will list out for them the exact information they are looking for. Apart from using real-time data, tier two analysts also rely on information gathered from past events stored in archives. They will put both the real-time information and the archive information together to get the full context of the incident. The objective of the tier two analyst here is to build an incident timeline and see the sequence of events that led to the incident. To build the timeline of incidents, the tier two analyst will also investigate what activities were performed by a particular user on whom an alert is generated. They'll ask probing questions such as, what did the user do yesterday? What did they do the day before? What did they do uh, last month? And how does all of this compare to the user's own baseline of expected activity? How does it compare to the baseline of expected behavior for other users in the organization? How do their activities compare to other users in their own peer group? For example, if a user under investigation is an accountant, how does this accountant stream of activities and behavior compare with other accountants in the organization? At the tier two level, the analyst assesses the scope of the attack and the affected systems. And as you can probably guess by now, the investigation needs to be considerably deep. Once the tier two analysts complete their investigation, they can add the intelligence they gain and send it over to the incident handler. The incident handler will then be responsible for taking actions to mitigate any threat. And then apart from all of these roles, an organization can have something called a threat hunting team within the SOC. This team takes the information available and performs hunting activities to look for unknown threats. This hunt team is not looking at correlation rules or alerts. Those are looked at by the tier one analysts, like I just said before. But this team, the threat hunting team, they look for threats that are not identified yet. For example, they can continuously look at third party intelligence feeds and see how to use this information to secure the organization. Threat hunting teams in larger organizations also engage with experts on the latest threat intelligence in a bid to stay ahead of attackers. So they may liaise with uh, threat intelligence providers on a real-time basis to be on top of the latest attacks. Apart from the tier one analysts, uh, tier two analysts, uh, incident handlers and threat hunters, organizations can also have other roles in the SOC, especially if they wanted to be a next gen SOC. There can be an insider threat team which specifically looks at incidents that are classified as insider threats. This team will be responsible for taking any insider threat situation to its logical conclusion. 
companies can also have a red team within the SOC. The red team looks for vulnerabilities and loopholes in the security posture. They will actively conduct hacking tests and share their intelligence with the rest of the team. Penetration testers are very much a part of this team. The red team's goal is not to take the organization down, but to find out what's wrong and to share this information with the larger SOC team. We can also have engineers in the SOC who create rules that generate the alerts and incidents. Typically in a next-gen SOC, you don't want the analysts, either the level 1 or the level 2 analysts to create the rules. Now, why is that? Why do you think uh, tier 1 and tier 2 analysts should not be creating alert rules? Because think about basic human tendency. If the people who are required to respond to alerts also create the rules for the alerts, there could be a huge risk. They may be clouded in their judgment and may create rules that don't generate so many alerts. For setting up an effective SOC, organizations also need to ensure that it operates 24-7. Now, obviously, the decision to do this depends on several factors such as the nature of the business, the size of the business, and the resources on hand. But as we see the threat landscape evolving and the number of vulnerable endpoints increasing, an organization may want to go down this route. An organization may want the SOC to operate around the clock to ensure that the business is never impacted. This will increase the resiliency of the SOC operations. Given that we have just described the functions and organizations of a SOC, let's go over a simple but very practical use case, something that can happen in the real world. It's the policy of many organizations to to disable the accounts of users who leave the organization. However, attackers are always looking to compromise these disabled accounts and launch their malicious activities. The first thing they would do is try to re-enable these accounts. In case an account that has been disabled previously has been re-enabled, your SEM solution must be able to ascertain if the user is someone who's left the organization. This can be done by configuring a rule in the SEM solution and raising the appropriate alert. This alert will reach the tier 1 analyst who will check if this re-enablement is done because the user account being disabled uh, was someone who is working for the company still. If this is the case, the account re-enablement is absolutely fine. But if the user account happens to belong to someone who's left the organization, this notification needs to reach the tier 2 analyst. The tier 2 analyst can then gather all the evidence, the background and the entire timeline of events. They can add their views and recommendations on what really happened and send this over to the incident handler who then needs to take remedial action. Great. Let's end this podcast by identifying the key skills that are required for people who work in a SOC. The first required skill is the ability to understand computer networks, monitor network traffic, and identify threats. Ethical hacking is a great skill to have for someone as well. It's not always a necessity, but this skill can enable a person to move up the ranks quite quickly within the SOC. Forensic analysis skills are critical. This will enable a person to ask probing questions and get to the root of any problem. And finally, 
a security analyst should also develop their incident response skills so that threats can be mitigated. That's pretty much what I wanted to share with you today. The SOC analyst works tirelessly on the front lines of the battle against enterprise cybercrime. During a time of increased cyber attacks, security experts can make or break an enterprise.